Two player, two player, this your boy, Zip, G-O-U-L-D, tapping in. What's up, y'all? Man, 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 calling out around the world. They be dancing in the streets, man. I saw my own eyes, y'all. I saw my own eyes. I mean, the people, uh, you know, I can see if you're a resident of California, you could definitely say this people have spoken. I mean, there were thousands, I mean, maybe millions of people celebrating uh, and witnessing what they're calling history uh, with this election or selection uh, of, uh, of, a, of uh, Joe Biden. Uh, and, and so, you know, congratulations to Kamala Harris, who I met earlier this year at BET Meta. Phenomenal, phenomenal woman. Amazing. Like, whew, breathtaking. Like, I can't even give you all the, I mean, Kamala Harris is beautiful. She's uh, intelligent. She's sharp. She's very presidential. Uh, she is the most presidential uh, on either side of the aisle. Uh, when we talk about who is running uh, and, 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 and the losers in terms of Donald Trump and one Nazi racist Mike Pence, uh, who was the former governor of Indiana, which is probably Mississippi of the Midwest, um, but with solar panels. So that's interesting, too. But anyway, uh, welcome to Two Player, Two Player. This is your boy tapping in. I just want to, man, just tap in with y'all, man. I know I told y'all we'll give y'all more content, and I'm coming. Like, I, I, I probably should have came on election night. Election night was special, uh, watching how things unfolded. And if you were anywhere the last week, you know that we had a American election, uh, November uh, 3rd. And, you know, people were like, hey, people have been talking about this day for a long time. And how they were like, yo, we can't wait for this day. It's going to be this. And so it's exciting to see. Uh, the things that transpire um, and, and, and came to pass with the uh, dethroning, if you will, of one Donald J. Trump. Now, uh, on the right side of the aisle or whatever, uh, <clears throat> these these organizations and entities are uh, are also poised to like really be tricky with you. Uh, you have Donald Trump suing. You have him saying, uh, you know, the election was fraud. That you know, and uh, you have uh, you know your six media. Uh, kind of uh, houses saying that is unfounded. So you know we at uh, two player we are uh, you know we uh what you call pi pirate radio. We uh we we really here to give you information that know that you know it's not only is it you uh verse uh <laughs> you know every other person in the, in the world in terms of your know, economic wise it's you versus the state. So uh with that being said you know. I mean, you can say that in jest, you can say the truth, it's you versus the state. And so when you look at it, uh, you know, it's no, it's no red America, it's no blue America, it's one America. And we're supposed to be one nation. And so being one nation, we have to really, like, understand, like, what we being fed, how we being fed it. Uh, and, you know, and I'll tell you this, man. It, and a lot of people who, who, you know, I probably lost some listeners, people, you know, they know... Uh, I, I could be conservative in some of my views. I could be liberal in a lot of my views. Uh, you know, my logic is if we have gay marriage, we should have polygamy marriage. You know what I mean? But, you know, in this country, gay marriage is legal. But if you want to have two or three, four wives, five wives, that's not. So, um, you know, I look at agendas and say, who does that affect? You know, who does it affect? Who does it affect when we, uh, 
when we diminished the voice and the power of black males. Uh, when we saw through in this election campaign cycle how black males were ridiculed and put down and saying they you know, this, they're that, all these different things, right? And so when we look at the, the, how black males were treated, we have to say, well, wait a minute. You know, uh, you know how did black males get pulled in to being the bad guy again? In 2016, they said we were the bad guy. You know, uh, I ran an election campaign in 2018, and we got brothers to show up to the polls, by and large, to support another brother uh, in, in usurping a, a county prosecutor, strong man who had been in power for 27 years, uh, and it wasn't white males that got it out to vote. It was blood. It was brothers and sisters. Uh, rooted in community and justice. And so I'll tell you, in 2020, that same energy was at the polls. I saw brothers, you saw NBA, you saw the, you saw LeBron, you saw Jason Tatum, you saw brothers stepping up, getting the gyms open for voting, early voting. You saw brothers, like I mentioned, uh, county prosecutor Wesley Bell, organizing the vote with elected officials, and I voted personally with him. You saw brothers coming together from all over the country getting out the vote. No matter what side of the, uh, of the scope they were on, brothers were promoting vote. Myself, I promoted brothers. Get out the vote. Go to vote. I'm telling brothers that work with me, that work for me, go to vote, man. You need, did you vote? Yeah, I voted. Oh, yeah. We have to encourage each other because it's our power, especially at the local level, to really move power uh, at, at, the, at the federal level to change policies and get the right leadership in that's going to help change laws. And uh, you see, they got a nice. Uh, I mean, this battle, the battleground states were epic in this election. I know brothers in Georgia came out. I heard brothers talking. I know, and we'll see the data as it comes out when we go back and look at the van data um, and some of the other um, things that you know the DNC and other operatives uh, in the political sphere, the political sphere use to uh, to really uh, look at the data from these elections and see who really came out to the polls. Now, what it doesn't show you is who people voted for. And as you see, this election was very close. Uh, Four million votes to me is close, uh, but big turnout. Seventy plus million Americans on both sides of the aisle came out. This is huge. This is tremendous. This really sets us up in, uh, for for really a level and a scalability of looking at how um, we can create and um, really disrupt now when we start looking at you know the different levels of of. Uh, of, of how communities come together to change and move power. So with all that being said, I, I, I had to stand up for the brothers because I, I don't hear nobody stand up for, for the brothers. Maybe Dr. Boyce Watkins, shout out to Dr. Boyce Watkins and everything he does with his movement. And uh, then I see this, you know, the cancel culture come back in because you have a few brothers who, you know, who were, who were really, I won't say they were Trump supporters, but they rolled with Trump for various reasons, whether it was they, uh, whether the politics of Trump whether it was the economic policy, whether it was for opportunity zones, which were a great uh, investment. And I was glad to see Van Jones, brothers like Van Jones, stand up and say, yo, uh, you know, the Trump administration did great on criminal justice reform and opportunity zones. Hey, all I want to hear is fair news. When you can say that those positive things and those positive things mean a lot to black people. And that's why Trump was like, yo, I've done a lot for black people. That don't mean he's not a racist. That don't mean he's, he's I'm the least racist up here, though. And I can, I'm, and when you really wanted to look at between Joe Biden and Trump, historically, 
you really got to say, oh, historically, fuck what Trump has done in the past four years. Historically, Trump probably is the least racist in regard as opposed to, you know, over Biden. I mean, let's just be clear. Biden was a Delaware Southern, is a Delaware Southern segregationist. And you can say the past with the crime bill. You know, I have people in my family that were affected by it. I know people, many, not just in my family, people in our community, you know, and uh, were they doing wrong? You can say yes. But what we were trying to say is there were, um, you know, other European Americans doing the same crimes, getting less time and not getting the book thrown at them. So the, the, the disparities are real. Um, we have to look at these things and be cognizant of the fact that, you know, we are under attack as a species. And uh, people don't like to really uh, get into that. But when we start looking at, you know, white supremacy, white supremacy is a religion. White supremacy is a business. It's global. It's scalable. And if you look at the, the trillions of dollars in global wealth, the fact that melanated people don't only, only make up one percent of all global wealth, that lets you know that this 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 grand chessboard is an asymmetrical warfare and that we're not only being oppressed here in the Americas, we're being oppressed in, in, uh, in, in, even on the continent of Africa. We're being oppressed in Brazil with Bolonero, what he's doing to the Brazilians down there. Shout out to my Brazilian family. And so we have to stay loped up and we have to be uh, tapped in, you know, and this is like, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm really leading into this charge on 2021 on this kind of Marcus Garvey, uh, really just telling it like it is and let you make your own decision because, you know, my views are holistic in terms of like, how do we bring the world people together? But in bringing every race, every ethnicity, every religion together, we have to call out what has been, what has happened, and we have to call out what what is really going on. We have to call out what's going on on the global and grand chessboard. And when you look at the global and grand chessboard, the fact that you know Obama came and we didn't get the redistribution of wealth that he discussed. Now we're in a time of a global reset, and I'll be interested to see during this third Obama term, which I predicted in 2016, and this is the third Obama term. Whether you believe it or not, Joe is just the figurehead, and that's why the right was pushing so hard against Joe. You understand what I'm saying? So uh, you get uh, a brother who, uh, a sister from India and being African-American, uh, also with Jamaican American, y'all call it African American. She black nigga. She got busted school just like I did. Got treated fucked up when she got home because you don't, you're not black enough for the black kids and you're not white enough for the white kids. I've been there. That's my life story. Trust me. And I'm from under the hood and indigenous American at slash African American. Never looked like nobody in the school district. Never, you know, you know, other kids look like okay, they grow together, they group together. You know, it was a beautiful thing. When uh, a Native American uh, brother came up to me after the election and said, we still here. And I know I'm jumping a bit, y'all, but this is this is the American pit. This is the American pot. Right. It's, it's all of this. I'm giving you. It's all of this. And, and, and so, you know, you got, bro, you know, I got to give y'all this because who's the black Joe Rogan? Right. You know, Mike Tyson. Yeah, he giving y'all some stuff. He giving you introspective uh, questions. I'm giving you introspection and I'm giving you reports I'm giving you information I'm giving you uh things and, I'm, and I don't give y'all a lot because you got to get on my private uh my I have a private network where I really go in and we do like uh, and uh it's really it's really deep information and so on, on here this is really like the teaser so when you get these 30 45 minutes you get the you get the music you get me turned up huh, huh, huh. 
Yeah. That's that's the that's like all right. So you know, damn this motherfucker turned up. He really bought this information. He know. Yeah, I'm on this information. So back to my point. Uh, we're seeing a global uh, strategy against black people or melanated people. Um, we're seeing the mechanisms of othering uh, being used to separate what you call your normal everyday uh, white people or European or, or people that are non-rate or you know you know that are not a part of the agenda. Um, and they said they use these things. And they use these things so we don't have allies. But, you know, I, I just, you know, I thank God for the allies we have because, you know, to do the work we do is not just about being like, oh, we only need to work with black people to get liberated. We have to have allies that understand that this structure of racism and white supremacy that they've benefited from, they have to help destabilize as well. And so, yeah, we're calling for reparations immediately. Um, it's time we're calling for the uh, really the alignment from our brothers with Uhuru. Uh, from our brothers uh, across the pond, our brothers with the Malcolm X grassroots movement, we're calling for brothers to immediately get out of the uh, the lore, and you ain't transitioning because this administration is going to move with rapid speed. And in COVID, we have to move with rapid speed because one of the things that didn't change on Tuesday, you're still in a police state, you're still in controlled. You know that was Obama's um, government. That brought the tanks on the people in Ferguson. Whether people want to go there or not, I was there. So fuck your opinion. You know, and I got friends that worked in the White House during that time. They put them tanks on unarmed American citizens, unarmed indigenous people with no weapons. Not like the shit we seen with Antifa and, and uh BLM burning down and breaking. No, yeah, you saw some of that with the quick trip, and and it was stories that, you know. It, that were told in some of the businesses, but by and large, Ferguson was peaceful. And uh, people were enraged because a black baby lay in the street for hours. Could have been my own child. My son was in a similar situation. God forbid he didn't get shot, but I'm saying he was in a thing where the police drew down on him because he riding with a non-African chick. He don't think that's why I was, but again, the trauma that you have to go through as a black, I just seen it on the show, a movie uh, with, with uh, my girl Taraji P. Henson, and uh, it was like, uh, it was something about some 1971 integration movie um, where the clan and the sister kind of got together, and they said, man, you know, whites have the comfort of sleeping at night and never internalizing the fear of being black. You'll never understand. You'll never know what it's like to be black. And you don't care either. But the same token, you don't understand that you can sleep at night and not have to risk violence against you because of your skin tone. You can sleep at night and not have to risk certain things happening to you where you're separated from your family. We, we talk about the wealth gap. And we talk about this because your average white person is like, I don't have that kind of money. But you understand the leverage of what you have in credit, should you decide to be the next Elon Musk, the pathway is definitely not as hard as it would be for a young black man or a young black boy from North St. Louis or from North Memphis or from North Flint. The, the hurdles and the rigors and the type of educational opportunities a young black person from the areas I just mentioned, North Miami Beach, 
Carroll City, Liberty City will have to have access to to get to that information level. It, it would just it would have to be so many cooperative components. It just wouldn't happen, man. It just wouldn't move in, in a way that you think it would move. So the interesting thing is we have to put ourselves in a position and poise that says now is the time for us to reimagine how our children get to sleep at night, how our children, uh, you know, uh, feel, you know, taking that Jack Johnson uh, mentality, like, I don't give a fuck, man. I'm going to be stunned out here. I'm going to live next to you. I'm going to do, like, you want integration? I'm going to show you. I'm going to max it out on your ass. But you, but the integration you get is not going to be me starting to act like you. You about to get this indigenous culture until it's time for us to move. And I really, you know, and again, I think, uh, you know, the trick of America is, man, that the black people start migrating and say, man, we want out. I think that's when you'll see us lose that lure and that power that the world wants to see when they come to America. Because by and large, America's biggest gross domestic product is black people. Whether that's hip hop, whether that's the NBA, whether that's the NFL, our biggest gross domestic product is black men and women, just like it was in slavery. Because last I checked, I don't see motherfuckers lining up to get Kelly Olenek jerseys. You know what I mean? Last I checked, I don't see motherfuckers lining up to get, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't see motherfuckers lining up at Taylor Swift like they line up for Beyonce. All racist. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, our America's biggest breast, the big, biggest gross domestic product is the exploitation of black bodies. And whether that's through murder, uh, chattel slavery, uh, your biggest export is black people in their culture. And so for them to lose that, they should be willing to pay. So, you know, the call for reparations must stand clear. Uh, we're going to start doing this every Monday. I used to call it Bitcoin and Money Mondays. We're going to start calling it Reparation Mondays. We're going to get your week started right. And this is what's going to set the tone for us to really move into a newness. So I'm going to drop that in. I'm going to holler at y'all in a minute. And we're going to come back in a minute. Peace.